Commander Cole Dyson, who is the Fraud and Cyber Crime Squad Commander for the State Crime Command in New South Wales, for the New South Wales Police Force. And Cole is happy to impart some of his knowledge on all the things that are happening. Uh, thanks for your time, Cole, and bringing to our listeners' attention that uh, this is how fraud can take place. You know, just to be aware what's happening, nothing to be scared of. A quick comment, I believe the fraud's uh, the Fraud Squad recently caught some crooks uh, concerning ATM skimming and card fraud? Yes, that's right, Barry. Um, uh, this was a few weeks ago now, but uh, they were global organisers of uh, what we call point-of-sale or FPOS skimming, which is where uh, uh, the offenders actually install skimmers inside the FPOS terminals that you swipe your cards through when you buy mm. something at, uh, at stores. And these people who had, had organised offences... Uh, uh, in both the UK and Canada before coming out here. So uh, these people were uh, organisers on a global st- scale, so we're quite, uh, we're quite happy that we could, uh, we could take them off the street. Behind bars now, I hope, are they? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> yet to be convicted, but we're very confident. Great. Oh, keep it up, mate. Look, not sure what this is, but I've heard something, a strange name, Boiler Room Cold Calling. What is it and how does it operate? And is it associated with people's superannuation funds? Um, it's very much associated with people's superannuation funds. Um, what we have are a number of organised groups that operate from overseas, so it does um, create issues uh, for us in, in respect of investigating these these crimes, but they are able through various means um, to acquire information about people um, here who are interested in investment, and that could well be investments as they approach uh, super, uh, retirement and uh, how they're best in... Um, invest their superannuation Mm -hmm. and what happens is that having acquired that information and sometimes they acquire this information through legitimate means when someone goes online and you fill out a survey or you uh, you mark your interest in a particular investment and if you tick the box yes you can share this information with others or you agree with the terms and conditions and buried in there is somewhere that they can share this information they actually sell it they sell it they sell legitimately sell your details that you are a person looking for investment and the offenders can buy that under the, the cover of a legitimate-looking firm. They can buy all the details they like, and then they can target you or at least profile you. And how this particular uh, cold call um, scam works is that you will receive a, uh, a telephone call out of the blue, which isn't unusual these days, <laughs> um, and they will say they have um, investments uh, located overseas. They will quote um, a very... Uh, well, almost unbelievable interest rate. Um, but they back that up with a very professional-looking website. They will say, now, go into this website, look at this, this is the investment, this is the uh, returns you will receive. Uh, they will even send you a prospectus. They'll send you documents through the mail or through email or even fax. Um, they are very good and very persuasive. And unfortunately, they have persuaded a lot of people to send money um, overseas, um, and obviously never to be seen again. Mm. One of the... Uh, it's very difficult to identify this as a scam, but there are indicators. Uh, they use legitimate bank accounts. These bank accounts are located offshore. Um, but they don't have an Australian financial um, services licence number. Um, or if they do quote one, um, mm. it is, it's, a, it's a bodgy. Mm-hmm. Um, and and um, our... The best precautions people can take is to con- go onto the ASIC, the ASIC website, go in, and you can check the, um, the financial services number there. You can uh, you can check whether there's any other reports about this particular um, 
uh, scam going on and the and the names and the firms they're using right um, and that type of thing um, you know the big warning is don't do anything uh, on a whim think before you do it don't send money overseas until you've actually done your uh, due diligence in relation to the background of this investment, whether it's a scam or whether whether it's valid. I would add to that, Cole. If anyone wants to send money overseas to this sort of thing with superannuation, and they do it, do it, and they're doing it themselves, stop. Don't do it. Go and spend a couple of hundred dollars getting more advice from somebody who knows nothing about it. And I reckon that you would pick the scam up one hundred percent of the time. Absolutely, people. Um um, and Australians, uh, and offenders tell us this, that they know that Australians tend to take a risk. We're, we're good punters. Mm. Um, but the other thing that psychologists tell us is that for some reason Australians uh, generally act before uh, impulsively. Mm. Um, and they don't take that good advice of yours of going to speak to somebody, spend a few dollars, get some good advice, uh, and look for a, a rock-solid investment instead of one that promises the world and delivers nothing. <laughs> if it's too good to be true, guess what? Absolutely. It is too good. Okay, look, another one. One I've heard of and I think many have discussed before, but it's important we talk again, motor vehicle sales online. You're, buy, you're a buyer and you look at this and you see, fantastic, there's a vehicle for sale, just the one I'm looking for. What's the big scam here? Well, once again, these uh, offenders are operating overseas, and that's one of the reasons we now have a new name. The cybercrime uh, aspect is uh, becoming more and more prevalent, and um, Australia is being attacked from groups from overseas. And generally, we find the uh, the offenders that try this one on um, come from the Eastern Bloc countries. Um, if someone advertises a legitimate vehicle for sale here on the mm -hmm. various websites uh, online that you can do that, they will actually duplicate the, the photo, they'll duplicate the details, um, and they'll sell it again. Um, and what they'll do is they'll say, look, I'm overseas. Um, you have to send the money overseas, and they give a variety of reasons why, and they also give a variety of reasons why you can't inspect the vehicle. Um, <laughs> yeah. And people fall for this, yeah. um, and a surprising number do. And, uh, of course, the vehicle is always super cheap. It's always half or less of its value, and they give good reasons why that. And we've even had offenders say that they're in the Australian armed services there in Iraq or, um, or Afghanistan, the vehicles are back in Sydney, um, and there are reasons why they can't inspect it, you know, um, and it's, it may be that a, a person from Sydney will ask about a vehicle that's in Perth or something like that. Mm. Um, people just don't take the, the, the uh, precautions they should when they're buying online. Our, our, um, my warning is don't buy any, any vehicle online unless you can have a look at it physically. Fantastic. And another thing, they pay by Western Union, don't they? They request that? Yes, oh, yes. if not Western Union, another money remitter. Um, and that's always a red flag as well. And if you go into the Western Union website, they have warnings themselves before you send this money. And this is in relation to not just that scam, but the Nigerians use Western Union as well. And, and Western Union would be good enough to post these warnings saying, before you send the money, think about what you're doing. Fantastic. We're talking to Commander uh Cole Dyson from the Fraud and Cyber Crime Squad, State Command Crime. Buying online in general, you may not be able to cover all, but what should one be very wary of? Yes, it's uh, very important with Christmas coming up now, Barry, that people um, are wary of, of uh, buying things online that uh, appear to be too good to be true once again. <laughs> and uh, we do have groups that, that target people at Christmas. They know that people try to get online to to uh, take advantage of whatever savings they are. And this is particularly pre prevalent with uh, online auction sites. Uh, we do have offenders that sell fictitious property, and it's usually um, 
small mobile devices or um, you know the latest iPhones and iPads and uh, that type of thing that are popular in the marketplace. Um, once again, um, the MO is basically the same. They will duplicate a photo or post a, um, a photo of a, um, one they've stolen from somewhere else and uh, give fictitious details, um, ask for payment not through the, um, the traditional methods of payment that um, eBay and others ask for. In other words, they, once again, they ask for uh, payment uh, through either um, um, Western Union again or... or um, one of those non-traditional ones, the ones that eBay and other auction sites are uh, warned not to use. And, uh, of course, the goods don't, don't exist. And people should really, if they're online, they, there are precautions they can take. They really should be looking at the feedback score, as they call it, in some of these auction sites to see if that's legitimate, how long the person has actually been on the site, whether they've just arrived. Um, uh, they should really ask a lot of questions about, about the goods. Um, and if possible, um, pick the goods up and cash on delivery. It's always the safest way. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, where are the goods? See them. Yeah, it's it's dangerous, this cyberspace. <laughs> wow. Cole, what is the latest scam on telephone call calling? I mean, this, <laughs> there's so much of this. Absolutely. And we've already been through one with the investment scams. But we've, I mean, there are a number of others that relate to either... Um, uh, fail-safe horse racing uh, scams, <laughs> um, buying goods, so uh, they might ring and uh, and ask um, um, for um, for details and uh, just to harvest your identity details. So they they may say that they're from a bank or something like that, and something mm. terrible is about mm. to happen to their account. They need to um, to uh, verify your uh, security um, details firstly, of course, and they ask your account number and your even for pins and uh, passwords and things like that and of course banks never ask for pins and passwords never um, uh, they they can say and this is one of the dangers again of uh, social networking sites if you're if a person is saying they're currently overseas uh, we have offenders currently who will uh, hijack the site and they will then, either by telephone, contacting friends and, and family, or through that same site, will say that, oh, I've had a terrible accident, they know they're overseas, I need money for medical costs. Can you send money to this particular bank account? Mm. And, of course, the, the bank account's being operated by the criminal group in another part of the world, uh, or send money through Western Union. Um, really, people have to be very safe, and I know I'm digressing from the subject, but people have to be very wary about what they put on their social networking sites because uh, offenders will profile you. Um, if you're saying these are the goods I'm buying and this is the holiday I'm going on and this is the sort of car I've just bought and even this is the jewellery I've bought, you're really um, targeting yourself hmm. um, as, a, as a likely target of fraud in some way, shape or form. I consider them to be dangerous anyway. That's just I'm an older person, I suppose. But anyway, Cole, you were very concerned about people getting unaccounted for money in their account, turns up in their account, give away ATMs, or you just find a lot of cash. Now, if you find a lot of cash, everyone would say, oh, I found it, find us keepers. Is this correct? No, certainly not. And mistakes make, uh, are made these days in the world of technology. Uh, money can be uh, put into the wrong account. Um, if we, if anybody can make the mistake of putting in a wrong account number or a wrong BSB number, if you're transferring money online, and if the money turns up in your account, and you know that you're not entitled to it, and you take it, and you intend to keep it, or you've committed a criminal offence, it's the same as if an ATM goes offline, and we've heard in the media how um, some banks' ATMs is a glitch in the system, 
and they virtually allow any withdrawal of any sum. It's a computer like any other, and it's vulnerable to the same foibles that other computer systems are. It's a mistake. If you know you don't have that amount of money in your bank account, if you know that your credit card um, doesn't have that um, amount of credit on it, and you take the money and you intend to keep it, well, once again, you've committed a criminal offence. Um, and that's an offence of fraud, not theft, and all fraud offences now are liable to 10 years imprisonment. Ooh, yeah. Interesting. Cole, look, once again, thanks heaps for the amount of information you've given us. Uh, we do sincerely uh, enjoy that, and I know we get a lot of feedback, I do, at the office from our listeners, uh, thanking you very much. And on behalf of 2NURFM and all our listeners, thank you very much for your help over the year. You and your family, a safe Christmas, and we'll see you next year. Thanks, Barry, and the same to you and your listeners, and uh, thanks for the opportunity of uh, spreading some, uh, some warnings and precautions to people. Fantastic. Thanks, Cole.